0: It's a celebration here in the studio because the Cyber Work with Infosec podcast is a winner. Thanks to the Cybersecurity Excellence Awards for awarding us a best cybersecurity podcast gold medal in our category. We're celebrating, but we're giving all of you the gift. We're once again giving away a free month of our Infosec skills platform, which features targeted learning modules, cloud-hosted cyber ranges, hands-on projects, certification practice exams, and skills assessments. To take advantage of this special offer, for cyberwork listeners, head over to infosecinstitute.com skills or click the link in the description below. Sign up for an individual subscription as you normally would, then in the coupon box, type the word cyberwork, C-Y-B-E-R-W-O-R-K, no spaces, no capital letters, and just like magic, you can claim your free month. Thank you once again for listening to and watching our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you coming back each week. So enough of that, let's begin the episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Cyber Work with InfoSec podcast. Each week, I sit down with a different industry thought leader and we discuss the latest cybersecurity trends, how those trends are affecting the work of InfoSec professionals, while offering tips for those trying to break in or move up the ladder in the cybersecurity industry. Today's guest is Patrick Craven. He's the director of the Center for Cyber Safety and Education, a global nonprofit charity formed by the International Information Security System Security Certification Consortium, or ISC squared. The Center for Cyber Safety and Education is aimed at empowering students, teachers, parents, and the general public to secure their online life with award-winning cyber safety education and awareness programs to the community. Among the primary constituents and users are young children, teens, and senior citizens. We're gonna talk to Patrick today about the aims and methods of the center, while also providing some tips for our listeners on staying safe online, as well as helping friends, family, loved ones, uh, who might not be as online as aggressively as you you and I are, Uh, and helping them to also keep themselves safe. Patrick Craven has over 30 years of experience working within the nonprofit industry and has held various C-level executive leadership roles across the country at notable charitable organizations such as Big Brothers Big Sisters, Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund, and the Boy Scouts of America. As director for the Center for Cyber Safety and Education, he is responsible for all business operations, supporting the Board of Trustees, service delivery, providing leadership to employees and volunteers, managing multiple income streams, overseeing marketing and business development functions, new program development, and liaising with external agencies. Mr. Craven has been successful across the country developing innovative and award-winning marketing, advertising, sales management, and fundraising programs. He has a BS in communications from Xavier University in Cincinnati, Ohio. Patrick is also a member of the ECPI University Lake Mary Campus's Program Advisory Board, Cyber and Network Security. Patrick, welcome to Cyber Work Today. Hey,
1: thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited to, to get this going.
0: Great. Uh, so I want to ask you, uh, as I asked all of our guests at the start of the show, about your tech and security journey. Now, it sounds like you've you've sort of moved uh, more through the uh, sort of philanthropic and nonprofit sector, but how did you first get interested in cybersecurity and, and were you an early internet adopter?
1: Well, by early internet, uh, you mean dial up with AOL back then? Maybe yes. Uh, that's
0: right, right there, man. You're right in it. <laughs> that's where it began. Gold where star. a
1: friend, uh, a friend <laughs> built us our first computer uh, that, uh, wow. that we had in the house. So yeah, we've we've been along the journey a long way. But but you're right. I do come from a totally different background than probably most of your guests and right. even a lot of your audience. So hopefully we don't lose them because uh, yeah. uh, you know I am not a a cybersecurity. Uh, expert, I don't, I don't hold certifications and anything like that. As you pointed out, my background is the nonprofit side. I have come right. through uh, working for various nonprofits, spent 24 years as an executive with the Boy Scouts all around the country, uh, moved us around constantly, and uh, came into the, the cyber realm with this opportunity about five years ago. Uh, through ISC Squared. Uh, They created the Center for Cyber Safety and Education. Well, actually it was called the ISC Squared Foundation for uh, any of the members out there who remember that, but it was originally called the ISC Squared Foundation. Only founded about nine years ago, and it was designed as a sort of give back opportunity for members. It was its original thing. And, And I was brought on just five years ago um, is we were uh, having a, a transition uh, with our executive director who unfortunately was suffering from cancer and, and we have since lost her. But uh, I was brought on to, to continue her legacy and uh, we have made a, a variety of changes, one of which was the name. We switched it from the foundation to the Center for Cyber Safety and Education and, and began the effort to make it outward focused. So it wasn't okay. just for cybersecurity professionals. Right. We've got an important message, as you all know. We need to find more ways to get that message out there, and, and that's what we're trying to do.
0: Uh, so tell me some about some of the work you did prior to joining the the center here. What sort of job skills and titles did you hold? You mentioned the Boy Scouts, but was, what were some of the things especially that you felt got you ready for the challenges of helming this, uh, this security-focused organization?
1: Well, a, a big part of it is uh, just a variety of experiences. It started off just an uh, entry level in the nonprofit world and doing fundraising, which everybody in the nonprofit world has to do, no matter what your job title is. But um, working from that standpoint and then uh, worked my way up, I've been the CFO of the organizations, I've been the CEO, I've had the marketing positions, uh, really Just a lot of different experience, again, in the nonprofit sector. And it's a a very different creature uh, than the for-profit, yet it's not. At the same time, it's a business. Uh, You have to run it like a business. You have employees. You have payroll. You have all the challenges that any business CEO has. We just have them in a a different format. And uh, I think one of the big differences with running a nonprofit uh, such as ours, a 501c3 uh, is is the mission? Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's really there, sure. Well, those companies have missions, but our people bleed it. Um, you know they're 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 just into it. My employees, there's only five of us that are running this whole organization. Wow. okay and uh, they're they're dedicated and committed people to do whatever it takes to to make things happen.
0: So walk me through your average day as as the executive director of the center. What are some things? It, you know, we always like to sort of show people, uh, you know, regardless of the the height or low of the of the job title or whatever, like what it's like to do the job that you do. So what are some things that you can expect to do every day in your position? Uh, you know, when you get up in the morning, uh, are you on call at all time? Um, you know, what are some tasks you love? What are some tasks you wish you could delegate to uh, someone else? <laughs> the uh, um,
1: not on, not having to be on call all the time uh, is uh, again your listeners would be more of that in the security end of things. Um, spent a lot of time in meetings and in planning and developing. Um, we're constantly trying to expand the program, trying to come up with new innovative ways to get the message out about how to keep people safe. I mean, we really focus on children parents, senior citizens, Mm -hmm. and so we're trying to find new ways to be able to do that, new ways to reach them, innovative ways. Uh, So much of what we talk about is the same message that we've all been hearing, right? You got better passwords and and phishing and all those kinds of things, but obviously that's a constant message that has to go out there. So we're always looking for new ways to do that um, and looking for new partners. Again, as a nonprofit while we are associated with ISC squared, we are a division of ISC squared, <clears throat> excuse me, we, um, we're, we're separate. And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of always a confusing thing for even us internally. Uh, we're, we're in their offices, they're building all that kind of stuff, but by IRS regulations, we're a separate organization. We're right. a 501c3. ISC squared is a nonprofit, but it's a nonprofit membership organization. Mm-hmm we have to raise all the money that we spend uh, to cover payroll, to cover the production of things like that. We have to go out, so, so we're also doing fundraising, we're doing charitable things like that that any other nonprofit would do uh, in the mix of just trying to, d- to deliver our mission. And a big part of that is finding corporations uh, who are excited about what we're doing, who see what we're trying to do and, and getting them to come on board with us. So we spend a lot of time during the day trying to work on those projects.
0: Okay. Uh, so what are some of the big errors about the use of the internet that people most commonly make uh, and that you're trying to prevent?
1: You know, one, I, one of the big things you already mentioned, you can talk about phishing and passwords mm-hmm. and all those things oh, yeah. that we all talk about in security, right? But what we really try to focus on is the human aspect of it uh, about Uh, what parents are doing to help protect their children. That is a super hot conversation. So are are just subject to scams all the time. So we're trying to reach them in in a practical human way by a conversation, by presentations, trying to make them aware of these things. And and of course, then we have our children's program. We have programs for elementary school children, which I'm sure we'll get to. And and, uh, we have our middle school programs. Um, We have stuff online that people can go to, they can download, they can watch videos. A big part of our program, though, is delivering program. Volunteers go out and put on presentations at the community center, at the library, uh, at a school uh, to try to to reach them. And what we've done is created those materials for them. uh, you know, everybody watching knows how much work it is to create a good quality PowerPoint presentation that goes yeah. on for an hour. Well, we've done that. We've mm-hmm. already got that. Uh, if you want to go talk to the Senior Center and put on a presentation for them, we've got it. You just go on our website, IamCyberSafe.org. You can download it. It's actually available in 24 different languages now, wow. so it, it really on a global basis, Yep. Uh, you should be able to find your language to be able to go out and deliver those educational programs.
0: Um, so tell me about the use of Garfield the Cat in teaching young people about cyber safety. Do you find that having you know, a mascot like Garfield helps kids understand the concepts better?
1: Yeah, I see so he's on we, your shirt and I see him the in the background so, there too. So that is exactly uh, what has become our, our cornerstone program right now. We hold the exclusive global rights to Garfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work with the creator, Jim Davis, an awesome, awesome person who, who sees the value in using Garfield to, to help reach the younger children. Focus on grades first through six, so the younger kids, which kind of goes back even to your previous question about what are the things out there uh, that we need to be doing. And, and, and to me, that's one of them is reaching children younger. Kids are getting online younger and younger. They're getting on social media long before they're supposed to be, supposed to be 13, you know, to get on most of them. And and they're not. No, sure. Uh, We're finding them half that age and they're already uh, have on some sort of profile on social media. The average child gets a phone by 10. Mm -hmm. Um, We did some research a few years ago, uh, an internet usage study for elementary school children. And that was what really prompted us to, to make a big pivot in our educational programs. We found that 40 percent of elementary school children had already chatted with a stranger online. Wow. Uh, not high school kids, elementary school kids. Wow. Uh, of those, over half of them had given out their phone number. And I think it was 11 percent of them had actually met with a stranger. Um, and that's when we said, we have got to start reaching these children younger and younger and teach them good habits. It's much easier to teach them a good habit than it is to break a habit when they're in high school. We can't wait that long anymore. So that's when we said, we got to come up with a better way to do it. You know, us us old guys going out and doing a presentation, (laughs) a PowerPoint presentation, which we've all had our fill of those, right? And uh, uh, is to go out and do that for second and third graders was not going to be effective. We reached out to Jim Davis, uh, who was on board instantly. He loved the whole concept. And so we've been working with him. We've created cartoons, comic books, poster stickers, trading cards, all different fun ways to engage. Hmm. But you got to get them to listen. Yeah. And, and again, listening to us do a presentation is not going to do it the way a Garfield cartoon will. And that's what teachers tell us. They tell us there, there isn't anything they do all year where they get the kid's attention any better than sitting and watching a Garfield cartoon.
0: Now, does Garfield? Uh, I'm I'm very curious about this. Is he the character that that dispenses the cybersecurity wisdom to others, or is he the one making the mistakes? Like wh- which, um, which, which side of actually, it?
1: actually, somewhat neither. Uh um, oh. we use Normal if you're familiar okay. with the cartoon. Normal yep. is the kitten in the, the group, baby so, cat. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, the little uh, gray cat who. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's more the age of the audience that we're reaching. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. think about it, they see them normal more as them. Right, Garfield of all things, right? Garfield's the adult in the group, yeah. Uh, and and so Garfield is um, uh, in the situations, but it's typically normal. Who has done something? He's given out information, or he's he's posted something that he shouldn't, or he said something that he shouldn't. Uh, he reaches out to Garfield and Arlene. To about the problem, and then they turn around and reach out to a brand new character that Jim Davis created for us, Doctor Cybrina, because it wouldn't be in Garfield's character. You know, keeping within the Garfield character, Garfield's really good at eating and sleeping. Yeah, he's he's not the cyber. (laughs) He's not a study sort. (laughs) Yeah, so so it wouldn't fit. The children wouldn't catch that. Sure. So we created a whole nother character, Dr. Cybrina, hmm. And Dr. Cybrina is the outside expert. She's the CISSP. We threw a little oh. in there. Okay. Right. Make, her, make her one Certified. of the best, right? Yeah. And, uh, so she is the expert who comes in and does it. And, 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 and we've created, I'll hold this up here for you if you can see it. But uh, Dr. Cybrina <laughs> oh, yeah. here, she is a, a Siamese cat who fits into it. And then we got Normal and Garfield, of course. Yep. But, uh, yep. Um, Dr. Cybrina, we purposely made it a female character. Mm-hmm. Uh, is we all know enough girls and women are not going into STEM careers. Yes. And so we thought this would be a little way to plant a seed maybe yeah. and hopefully encourage girls to consider STEM careers when they see Dr. Cybrina. She's mm-hmm. a really cool cat, and, and she's a lot of fun. Right. And so we, we've we really tried to incorporate all of that into it. So she's the one. Uh, i be honest with her assistant, Bisbee, a robot. Got to have a robot nowadays. Oh, yeah. So we threw a robot in there as well uh, that goes on the adventure and helps uh, teach the kids what they've done and what they have, shouldn't do.:
0: And now are they watching videos? Are they doing interactive things? Or what, what, what is the sort of like the span of the course?
1: Yeah, it's all the above. We've won three educator awards just in the past year for this program. Mm-hmm. And, and the box I was just showing you, it's a kit that has okay. everything that a teacher or a group leader needs for 30 children. Mm -hmm. all in the box so there's three different lessons and each one comes with a comic book oh yeah that that is also an activity book in the back of it there's eight pages of of games and puzzles for the kids to do oh that's fun um, we have in there so there there starts off with the teacher we'll just use a classroom setting a teacher asks some questions of which we provided her or him everything they need just to get a feel for what the kids are doing and and they're always shocked uh, with the answers of what the kids are already doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it shows the cartoon. Uh, and the cartoon is an original Garfield cartoon created just for us. We hired the Hollywood voices. Who, oh, yeah. uh, so when when you hear Garfield, you know that's Garfield. Right. That's not Pat pretending to be Garfield. Yeah. That's really Garfield. <laughs> and so that draws the kids in right away. Video goes on for, say, 10 minutes or so. It varies with each lesson. And then they pause it. And then the teacher has a set of questions that they lead the kids through and and get their answers to. And then uh, once they're done with that, they hit play, finishes the whole storyline, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the happily ever after kind of thing afterwards. Uh, and, and then the cartoon part's done. But then they have each of the the child, children gets the, the comic book or activity book. And yep. so they can continue to read the exact same storyline. It's got the puzzles and questions in the back. So it keeps reinforcing it from that standpoint. There's trading cards that the kids get. They get a sticker that they can wear uh, around the school for the rest of the day that they're cyber safe. And and, and they're just eating it up. They're loving it. They're engaged with it. Um, we did some uh, analytics of it. We started. Tested, uh, it was over a thousand students before they did the lesson and after they did the lesson. So we did okay. a free and post test yep. and we found on average their answers, their correct answers went up 36%. Wow. And it only takes 20 to 30 minutes to do this lesson. So yeah. it's making an immediate impact wow. uh, on the children.
0: Yeah, I, I want one of those stickers. <laughs> um, so your bio also mentions uh, that you offer scholarships through this organization. What type of scholarships are available through the center, uh, and what type of education are they created to facilitate? Like, what, and also, what type of people apply for and receive these scholarships?
1: Sure. Yeah. No, it's one of our other big things. It's uh we offer. We're going to give away like probably. Uh, I think this year it'll be about $200,000 in scholarships okay um in in financial aid and their um, majority of them are college scholarships hmm. so they're designed you have to be studying information cybersecurity something okay. in that realm so we'll be really try to keep the focus on on increasing that pipeline, you know, we've all heard about the the shortage.
0: Right, Uh, no, we talk about it a lot here. One of those
1: ways that we try to contribute with that. ISC Squared sponsors them, Raytheon sponsors some, Uh, Before, SAIC are all on board and they help sponsor these scholarships. We we have about a thousand applicants, it varies year to year for the scholarships. We give away 60 or so. Uh, scholarships each year, so they're significant dollars. They're not $250 book scholarships. Right, we're talking some of them $10,000 scholarships mm-hmm. that we are providing to them, and, and we break it out. So we've got all these applicants, and we've tried to break it down to make sure that we're reaching as many people as we can. The majority of the scholarships are global, so we have people from around the world applying and and being awarded the scholarships. But uh, we break it out separately for women, we break it out for undergrad, we break it out for graduate. Uh, SAIC sponsors a Cyber Warrior Scholarship, which is a little different than the other ones. The other ones are pretty much focused on, uh, the ones from Nova 4, Raytheon and ISC squared are focused on tuition. Uh, the SAIC Cyber Warrior Scholarship focuses on veterans who are transitioning. Okay. So they're coming out of the service with a lot of experience already, but as we know, Many of the companies, you, you got to have a certification yep. uh, in order to really get the job and, and to show that you know what you're talking about. So that's what SAIC is focusing on for us is, uh, is helping those, those warriors, those veterans earn their certification. So it's providing them with their training courses. It's providing them with books, uh, pays for their exam fee, things like that to help them uh, part of that transition and, and land a, a better job when they come out. So those are something we do. Unfortunately, we literally just finished the The uh, application period okay. uh, for this year's round. There may be some more that come up as we're looking for more sponsors. Right, uh, we've got, like I said, we've got a thousand applicants. We give away about sixty of them. I guarantee you, number sixty-one who didn't get one
0: yeah. is
1: just as good as number absolutely. 60. It's just oh, a, we we a, have that a same problem. We have difference in the scoring. Yeah. So we're, yeah. if we if we can get some more sponsors. We'll, we'll do even more scholarships throughout the year, but uh, we oh, typically great. start from uh, November, December. Uh, that they can go to our website again, iamcybersafe.org, and they can uh, uh, get on the notice of when it is and, and just keep an eye out for it. But we're, that is something we're really proud of.
0: Okay. Uh, do you have any tips? Uh, this is maybe a little out of your range, but let, let's let's see what happens. Do you have any tips for our listeners uh, for staying safer online? I mean, it's clear that you know if you're on a podcast catcher or YouTube, you know, watching this video about cybersecurity, you're probably a little savvy already. But what are some some common unsafe practices, even among people who, shall we say, ought to know better?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if there would be anything that's really different than what that we already know. But the the, the biggest thing, uh, one of the things which try to teach, I guess, parents is uh, that they need to be monitoring and, and staying involved with their children. Now, this is a little different than what many people do. And probably, again, some of your listeners and viewers are developers and things like that. We don't really promote, we don't object to uh, all the apps that monitor, um, that track what your kids are doing. Oh, that, sure. that's, that's great. Uh, but that's an a tool the real thing you've got to do is you've got to talk to the kids. Yes. And I think that's the thing that we're missing the most is we have got to talk with them. They have to understand why, um, why they shouldn't be doing that and, and that it's not going to be good for them. They can't think 10 years ahead. Yeah. They can't think about when they're applying for college or, you know, think about it the, just over the past couple of years, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner, the Cy Young winner, you know, as soon as they get their award, boom, Tweets come up from five years ago when they were freshmen in high school that they said something that was funny back then or was acceptable back then that is no longer acceptable. And and boom, their careers are in trouble. Kids can't understand that. We need to be having conversations with them. So so using the monitoring apps and all of that, that's good. We say talk with them. We say um, get on the platforms with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if they're on Instagram, be on Instagram and be following them, Yeah, on Facebook, Snapchat, wherever they are and, and be following them. Don't stalk them is what we tell parents, you know,
0: don't be, right.
1: don't be putting hearts and loving everything that they yeah. post and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: give them a little distance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But just mm-hmm. that. You know, we all act different. If, you, if your boss is watching you, you're, you're going to act a little, you know, kind of yeah, thing different. And, and it's just human nature. If they know that you're there, they might think twice before they post something like that. Or if something does get posted, you can have a conversation with them. Say, hey, John, I, I you know, Chris, Pat, I, was that a really a good put, picture to do? Or, yeah. What you said to Bob was that really, you know, might have been funny, but it may not have been funny. And and that's actually one of the lessons we do with Garfield. We have the three lessons, one on privacy, one on safe posting, and one on cyberbullying. And the cyber bullying one, we often refer to it as accidental bullying. Uh normal post a picture of his friend, Otto. And it's a funny picture. Otto was eating hot dogs and he's got mustard on him. And okay. you know, we've all done that, right? We've all oh, put yeah. up a funny picture of a friend, family <laughs> member, but this one goes crazy. And people start saying mean things and they're calling him fat and slob and, and all that kind of stuff. And that was not what normal was doing. He just thought it was a funny picture of his friend. And so um, those are the kinds of things that the conversation that we should be having with our kids saying, you know, was that is that really a funny picture, or was that maybe that was a little mean what you said? And have the conversation with them. Uh,
0: so let's let's sort of uh, go to the opposite end of the spectrum and talk a little bit. You mentioned um, you know you also are training seniors and so forth. So uh, for those of us who consider ourselves uh, you know more cyber savvy, uh, I mean, especially after listening to this episode, we're very cyber savvy now. But uh, but might worry for our parents you know back home uh, and and what they're what they're you know getting into when they're online or what coupon offers, they're clicking and so forth. What are some easy ways to help people understand the importance of staying secure online without sounding like you're lecturing them?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great one and a great challenge because, you know, yeah. um, uh, I'm a parent and I know I'm smarter than my kids, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, that's the attitude we all have, right? right. Like parents are That you don't know, uh, that's, that's nice, but you don't know what you're talking about. But um, Yeah, it's, I think, probably one of our most vulnerable areas. Two big areas, of course, would be the young children and then the seniors. Uh, on, on the opposite spectrum, and, and I think often we could be doing the exact same trainings for both. Um, we've actually thought about taking the Garfield program and giving it to seniors uh, okay. to help yeah. teach them basic internet safety because that's what we're trying to do right. is teach them basic stuff, and, and the big thing with the, with the seniors is the scams, um, yeah. and that's really what we focus the majority of our time on. They, they can get on the computer. We don't, we're not teaching them how to use a computer. We're trying to how to use it safely. Yes. And, and so it really becomes again back to conversations uh, showing, uh, not telling you can't lecture your kids, you can't lecture your parents. right. Uh, so it, it works both ways, but it's to talking with them about it and the different examples are out there. The problem you run into, and again, same with kids and parents, uh, excuse me, kids and seniors, is their trusting. Uh, they believe they don't believe anybody's trying to scam them. Uh, he seems like such a nice guy. Um, it was a great email. It's came from Susie. So I know Susie well. You know, you and I know it didn't come from Susie. Uh, they they pulled up from their profile or something like that. Yep. Uh, I I talked one time with a security expert who talked. Um, that he constantly was dealing with his parents because their their actual screen on their computer was like this big because they had so yep. many of the browsers. Oh you know, all those yeah, free browsers that you can download and everything. Yep, yep. They had like this much room, right? To actually the on the on the computer because they kept accepting everything and he was constantly having to go back in and wow. clear everything back out all the time because yeah. the computer wasn't running right. Um, but it, it boils back to the conversation, not a lecture bit of conversation. Um, and, and the big challenge is to get them as same as we're trying to get any adult is to don't click on stuff. If you want to shop at Target, if you want to shop at Amazon or Kmart or wherever you're going, type it in. Yes. Uh, type it in. Don't click on the ad that don't it click popped through. up. Yeah. Type it in. Uh, you're going to get the thing. That special is there too. It's going Absolutely. to be on the website. Uh-huh. Don't click on it, mom. Just type it in. If you see something that popped up, then then do that. And uh, you know, ad blockers, things like that. The security people we can go in and maybe help set it up, and put some things on there that'll help block some of these things for them as well. VPN stuff like that could be of use to them as well.
0: Okay, so uh, we're starting to wrap up a little bit here. Do you see any new types of social engineering approaches or attack vectors that are becoming more prevalent in? you know, in the current days have things have, have sort of the, uh, uh, you know, hacking, you know, the sort of phishing patterns that changed at all since you've started, uh, are there any sort of hopes or expectations for the next five, 10 years for this type of cybersecurity education, or is it just kind of stay the course? Like you guys have a pretty good product there, but does it, is it, is it changing over time?
1: Yeah, well, we, we're trying to teach basic stuff uh, right. is, is a big part of ours. The Garfield program, the parents, the seniors, um, we don't get into, for example, again, with the Garfield, we don't get into Snapchat or Instagram because those things are changing. Right. But it doesn't matter. You don't share your password. You don't give out personal information. Think about what you're posting. We, we try to teach those basic things. But yep. things that we see, I'd say, on the rise would be uh, for the seniors. We were just talking about dating scams. Mm. Uh, is really becoming a big one. Uh, I'm still always amazed that the Nairobi Prince one is still out there. Yeah. um, That, you know, people are still falling for it. But uh, dating scam seems to be a one that we're really seeing a lot more of. And we're adding more and more information to our website and to our presentations uh, about the dating scams um, is just they, they, they're again, yeah, back to the trusting. They, they, they're they're just trusting. He's a sweet guy, He's a nice girl. Yeah. Um, you know we really hit it off. We got so much in common, and the whole time they're being played. And again, that reverts right to the children who are being uh, you know groomed by uh, pedophiles out there who are who are doing things. And what's, I think an interesting thing that I've noticed when it comes to children and, and the abductions or meeting in hotels and things like that. It's not just girls, um, you know, it, it's the boys as well, if not even more uh, that are falling for it. And so we we have to be keeping an eye on it for all that. So those kinds of things are just getting bigger and bigger. And as the kids are getting on younger and younger, and actually the seniors, or people that are on older and older who don't understand all of this. I think that's probably the biggest thing It's the trust factor is still out there that people are utilizing that and they're getting better at it because, because we have so much information out there. Um, we've got profiles, we've got pictures, we've got you know our grandkids or our dog or whatever. It oh, is yeah. so much easier for a bad guy to strike up a conversation because they've looked everything up online about oh, you. Yeah. Um, and even if it's not the parent uh, or say grandparent who's online that much, Um, We uh, are us or our kids, you know, we're posting pictures with grandma. uh, We're posting pictures with the grandkids and we're tagging everybody in it. And so the information is out there. So I think that's probably the biggest change over the years is that how much of the personal information is already out there. You really don't even have to be hacked to get it anymore. Right. Uh, it, it, we've We've put it all out there for everybody to see. and And I think that's probably one of the biggest areas that we need to be focusing on is how much we're inadvertently putting out there in an effort to keep our friends uh, informed of where we are. You know, with my career, again, with the Boy Scouts, we've moved every two to five years. Uh, this is the eighth state that I've lived in. My wife and I were counting the other day. We've had like 12 houses. We, you know, we've been everywhere. We have friends all around the country. Right. and Facebook and things like that are a great way to keep in touch with old friends. Um, but we're also putting out uh, way too much information when we do that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, then and, and uh, that, you know, is a good way to to wrap up here. So we, we obviously have the problems in front of us here and we want to uh, get the information in front of the right people. So if our listeners want to know more about the Center for Cybersecurity and Education uh, and how to sort of uh, utilize your services in their area, where can they go online to learn more? Yeah,
1: that's great. Our website, IamCyberSafe.org. org is uh, where we have everything. And, and, and we would love to have them help us out and Everything on the site is free. Um, There's PowerPoint presentations that are already done. We talked about that you can download right now and go put on a presentation at your local PTA, at the library, um, at the senior center. They are looking for program and they would love to have somebody who has some knowledge about it to come and talk to them. So it's a perfect scenario. It's already done. It's in 24 different languages. So uh, it's right there for you. The Garfield program is the only one that we we have an expense for the charging right. because of all the printing and everything. Yep. Again, as a charity, we, we don't have the resources to just give all that away. So we, we have it at cost. So okay. if you would like to get that for your, your child's school, um, then you know it's available for purchase. Uh, it, we, we're, we're really finding so much of our um, outreach is coming as companies getting involved with us now and adopting a school in providing the program to their local elementary school as a community service. And they do it in a variety of ways with the adoptive school. Some of them simply buy it and provide it uh, and let the teachers do it. Again, it's so simple that they don't have to be trained to how to do it. Um, but some of them are doing it as a employee thing too, where they're going into the school as a guest and, and putting it on. Schools love that. So it can it can be done either way. Uh, another big activity we have, and we would love to find more people to help us with it is what we call cyber safety days. We, hmm. we started piloting these just over the past year and a half. We did New Orleans, we've done uh, Orlando, we just did Tampa, where we we go in and kind of take over the city uh, type of thing. Um, in New Orleans, the first one we did, we had 2,300 students in one day. Uh, we did Orlando back in October, we did 6,600 student third graders in one day we wow. just in tampa in january tampa we did ten thousand five hundred third third graders uh and over 106 i think it was elementary schools in one day um all got the garfield program well that came from Ooh. corporations sponsoring sure helping us provide it coordinating with the schools getting the district signed up we're going to be doing toronto this fall uh 20, third graders in toronto wow are gonna get the program. Uh, We've just got uh, a partnership, uh, AWS has said, we love this, we wanna help. They're helping us sponsor. We're gonna do Orlando again. We're gonna do uh, Pittsburgh. We're gonna do New York City. Um, We've got uh, SAIC says, we wanna help. We're gonna look at Charleston. So we're we're just looking for more cities uh, to be able to do, do this. We need local people to help us coordinate with the schools, help us find local sponsors. A company, a pizza parlor, could be a sponsor. You know, buy a kit uh, yep. for a classroom, all the way up to uh, you know a company like an AWS that's putting out and tens of thousands of dollars to help us right. reach literally tens of thousands of children. Uh, in one day and it's a lot of fun uh, and the media loves it. The students love it. It creates a buzz. You know, you could do it anytime, but when you're doing it all at once, it just creates that buzz. Oh yeah. If we were to do it at a local elementary school for a hundred children, there's, that's great, but there's nothing newsworthy yeah. about it. But when you're doing 10,000, 20,000 children, the, the television stations show up uh, sure. for us to do it. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun and it's a great way for us to reach a lot of children. Again, one thing is five years ago, we were doing 10,000 cyber safety lessons a year between all of our programs, our parents, our senior, our children. Um, this past year, we did 143,000 lesson. That's a huge number. And and we're doubling every year. So uh, everything we're doing is is catching on. The Garfield is 100,000 of that. Lessons we did last year was using the Garfield program, but 43,000 lessons we're using the programs that we've had for years. But expanding it to all the different languages now really helps the global audience. So, uh, somebody in Germany, uh, somebody who's watching and can download it in German and, and go present it. We we did that with ISC Squared volunteers, with members who volunteered. We had some 300 volunteers from around the world who took the, the program and translated it in-country, so it's not you know you and me counting on our high school French class right right, right to, to yeah. try and do it yeah um, it's literally people in France li- people in Germany people in, in Brazil who yep. are d- adopting it making it culturally correct uh, using the right dialect and, and making it local so uh, w- that's how people can get involved come and, and be able to just simply come to imcybersafe.org, get the programs. If you want to help us out with a a Garfield program somewhere, help us in sponsoring a scholarship, uh, reach out to us. We would love to have you uh, be a partner with us.
0: All right. Patrick Craven, thank you for uh, joining us today. Congratulations on all the uh, global success of this. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to working with you and back again soon, I hope. Okay. That sounds good. And thank you all, as usual, for listening and watching. If you enjoyed today's video, you can find many more on our YouTube page. Just go to youtube.com and type in cyberwork with Infosec uh, to check out our collection of tutorials, uh, interviews, and past webinars. If you'd rather have us in your ears during your workday, all of our videos are also available as audio podcasts. Just search Cyberwork with Infosec in your podcast catcher of choice. Thank you once again to Patrick Craven, and thank you all again for watching and listening. We will speak to you next week.